Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for the State of Basketball, hosted by myself, the one, and sometimes occasional friends. Um, hey, did you guys like that intro music? That's pretty sweet. My guy, the lion, took care of that for me. You know, I like a little punky bass every now and then, so uh, shout-outs to him for hooking me up with that. But then again, like I said, we are here at the State of Basketball. Um, this is a BW Sports 1 original podcast. Hey, you guys like those little pictures we got there? Those are pretty cool. Again, done by the lion. <laughs> this guy's got some extra talents, I see. Um, so, as we move on, and I guess we'll introduce you guys to a couple of our uh, network sponsors. Uh, first, up, we got Rockstar Realties. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, check out our buddy over at Rockstar Realties, Sean Nugent. He'll get you hooked up, get you done in real tight. Uh, 317-503-8322. That is Sean Nugent over at Rockstar Realties. And uh, if you are looking for a good non-for-profit um, organization, that a charity organization, um, this is an, a really good uh, spot to stop and check out, uh, Driving for Dyslexia. Um, our buddies over there, um, Driving with Dyslexia, uh, Travis Cox, a cool young man who uh, is really good behind the racetrack, and he got a good cause that he's doing good things over there. So I uh, check those guys out over at 317-643-1105. And then if you are trying to uh, work off some of that holiday eating and getting ready for uh, the next Valentine's Day to fit into some of those little outfits that you got lined up for your woman, uh, make sure you check out those guys over at Elite Performance, uh, 765-499-1005, and they'll get you uh, hooked up on your New Year's resolutions and things of those nature. Um, and then last up, our favorite people out in Vegas, Doc Sports. Uh, for your $60 new account, text BW Sports to two nine zero two two uh that is b w s p o r t s two two nine zero two two so that brings us up to our next edition of uh what is this show ah yes the state of basketball episode three out with 2020 in with 21 so um basically what we're gonna do talk a little bit of basketball um the three or a couple levels of basketball a little bit of college uh a couple headlines for the WNBA, and then we'll do a little nba then we'll end off with some thoughts from the one on the ending of a very interesting year um 2020 was in all of life and in the basketball world and then I'll uh, give you a little bit of hopefully some some joy going into 2021. <clears throat> so first up, we are going to chat a little bit about a little bit of NCAA basketball. 
uh, men's and women's couple headlines. Um, if you haven't been paying that much attention or paying attention to the uh, men's basketball side of college basketball, there's been really two teams that's pretty much dominated all of college basketball from this point for this point of the season has been the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs and the Baylor Bears. Uh, both of them undefeated. I know they were matched up or slated to match up earlier in the year. Um, I think I had that as a spotlight game at one particular event in one of our broadcasts, but the game didn't happen because of COVID issues. But these two teams are clearly the most balanced teams in college football, I mean, college basketball. <laughs> and they've started off the season as such, uh, being very dominant. Um, I think that with the both conferences that each school plays in, um, I know you can't really rely on it right now because a lot of these are really playing the schedules that they were originally lined up. They're throwing games in and out um, here and there. So, uh, but most of the games are still going to be in conference, but the big 12 seems to be a little bit more difficult of a conference. So as I feel that Gonzaga will probably be the, the team to lose, that would take the longer to lose the longest to lose. Um, Baylor, you know, you still got, you know, the battle with Kansas and Texas and Iowa state and, you know, Alabama is looking pretty good. Well, Alabama's in the sec, but, um, you're some of those teams in there like that that you're going to have to uh, face uh, multiple times. Uh, Gonzaga playing in the West Coast Conference. You got Santa Clara. Probably about it. So uh, Gonzaga, but they have, you know, it's traditionally Mark U has brought them out and played the bigger schools that they've been playing them this year thus far and beating them. So I don't see a, a, a real big change in that. Uh, and I think, uh, right now you're starting to see the team start to uh, separate or starting to put themselves in, in, in their categories as in where they could be seated, so to speak. And when the tan, when the dance comes up towards the end of the season, um, three teams that I think we ought to probably pay attention to as of right now, um, looking for that, those third or maybe fourth seed. Uh, going into the dance, I like Texas, um, I like Houston, and I like Tennessee. Um, Texas, I think, is the team that has the best opportunity. Um, they did put a nice whipping on number three, Kansas, um, earlier this week, and um, they look real good. Shaka Smart's got a nice team down there. They're, they got good guard play. They got a solid athletic uh, front court, so um, I like that. But you can't always count out Kansas uh, being in, in that same conference, so I'll keep a lookout for them. Uh, Houston is in a very good position if they play in a conference where they can dominate like they have, like a sort of Gonzaga-type deal. Uh, but I'd like to see out of that and other schools as in the pattern of Gonzaga to see if we can uh, really get a good gauge on that Houston team. Uh, but of course, you know, I always got to have some Michigan news uh, when it relates to anything uh, sports or anything Michigan. But the 16th rate Michigan Wolverines right now are 7-0, 3-0 in the conference going into Sunday's game 
uh, matched up with, uh, I think it's Rutgers, maybe. I could be wrong with that. Uh, but they are the last undefeated team in the Big Ten. And they had they, they started out the season ranked very, very low. I think it was 24. They won two games. They dropped out of the, the tournament without losing. I'm out of the rankings without losing. Uh, played a couple more solid, very convincing wins. And now they've, um, you know, keep eking up a little bit. Um, it's, a, it's a team that you might want to watch. Again, as in like the teams that were built a couple years ago where they both went to the final game, didn't win it, but went to the final game. They both strong upper class and very talented underclassmen. Um, they have that with Brooks, Livers, the transfer, Mike Smith from the Ivy League. And you have your talented, uh, your talented upper uh, underclassmen with um, the freshman Hunter Dickinson, um, talented seven footer, in a conference that is loaded with bigs like Luca Garza over at um, Iowa, and I think the last name of Penn and uh, the guy in in Purdue. And there's some in Rutgers, there's some in Maryland. There are some big guys all over the uh, Ohio State. So there are some guys. That is a solid, but he is, um, I think he's been the third three times in a row that he's been the freshman of the week in the Big Ten, and he's averaging, I think he's averaging 16 and 8 and shooting 73% from the free throw line in the Big Ten. That's doing pretty, pretty good, I might say. Uh, and there it is right there. So uh, I think I spoke past myself. <laughs> so be on the lookout for them. Uh, I know they're going to get into the really thick of things. And in the Big Ten, I uh, started to play some of the better schools um, in the Big Ten. But uh, look for Michigan to uh, be like those teams, uh, maybe have a sneaky chance uh, to maybe be a third or fourth seed going into the dance. Um, let's flip over to the women's side. Um, I, I know this is maybe a week or two old. We've been slated to talk about it uh, during the week on the Wednesday night, shot, Wednesday night live show, but we hadn't right quite got to it due to changing of a couple of different things, but the Duke's women's uh, basketball program had chose to uh, cancel or end the rest of their season. I think they played maybe four or five games and they did have a new coach, Carol Lawson, that I was interested in uh, to see her first year at coaching. I know she's been an analyst and she's played in the WMA. She's won gold medals and things like that. And I've enjoyed her insight. Um, to the game, both women's and men's. So I think she was recently before taking this job, she was on staff, Boston Celtics. So um, it sucks that the uh, the virus is still touching programs as it is where we're not getting to see these young ladies or these young men be able to uh, do what they have dreamed of doing their whole entire youth. So um, hopefully we'll get this thing under control and we'll get to see um, Carol Lawson really debut her team um, in the 2021-22 season. All right, here. And uh, I think this could be our last note for uh, college, and it stays in the women's side. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the women's side of it, but, again, um, the women's side is loaded. and, and You have your traditional – traditional teams that you would normally see up there, but you also have some other ones. 
teams up in that top 10. And I can really tell you that I really think that there's at least eight strong, at least 10 teams that could catch their peak and stay healthy, um, avoiding the virus or the injuries that could legitimately win the national championship. Obviously, Stanford, South Carolina, um, Baylor, all those are going to be at your top looking really good. Uh, Louisville has a really strong team this year as well. So uh, make sure you don't just ignore the women's side of the game. Keep an eye out on them. Uh, and then I think you'll see some really, really, really good basketball. So we'll keep uh, uh, keep going with that. So um, I know over throughout the, the country, uh, betting on sports is becoming legal in all states. Indiana is not. It has been one of those states who's jumped on board. And so have we. Uh, we have connected with our good friend, Rafael Esparza, a lines maker, a book taker for uh, Doc Sports out in um, Vegas. So we have come up with a show, Bet Your Ass with Rafael Esparza, hosted by our good friend, Dan DeLion, every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So get your good... Um, good insider information on um, the lines and things like that and find out where you can go get your uh, uh, nice promo codes that we offer and things like that. Uh, MyBookie.com AG and Doc Sports. You know, we got that promo code. Text to 02922 or no, 29022 uh, BW Sports 1 or BW Sports and you get a account free startup. Uh, and we move on. I probably butchered that. Dan is going to fry me for it later, but I'll get it down eventually. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into some WNBA. Uh, let's see what we got here for their weekly news. Uh, the LA Sparks, I know it's not their season right now, so but I do find something relevant to make sure that we keep both sides of the ball bouncing in the news. But uh, the L.A. Sparks uh, to renew head coach Derek Fisher's contract. But not only that, they also are going to make him the general manager of operations or however that thing is stated over the team as well. Uh, the one thing I do like about it, he is going to uh, try to sure up a, a legend on the court, um, especially in that organization. And I think there might have been some discommunication uh, last season or so when um, there have been obvious times that Candace Parker, you're like, why is she not on the floor and she's not injured or anything like that and thought there might be some issues with uh, coach and player. But as we can see here that um, as we can see here that uh, Derek Fisher has made it a priority uh, that he is going to make sure that he re-signs Candace Parker and that he is going to make sure that she does not play for any other team and she ends her career with only playing for the L.A. Sparks. So a uh, good job to Derek Fisher for uh, making sure he mends whatever uh, bridges or relationships that might have been or might not have been uh, damaged. And so um, Candace Parker is a fabulous basketball player. She's obviously the best basketball player in that family. Uh, but uh, that's here nor there. So good job there. 
And then uh, the New York Liberty, uh, they have gained the first pick in the upcoming WNBA draft, which will give them back-to-back NBA uh, – heck am I trying to say that would give them back-to-back WNBA first picks in the draft Um, so they have opportunity to continue to build on uh, what they got with uh, Sabrina Um, last season didn't get to see her because she injured herself and would have been a shortened bubble season we didn't get to see any of her or, or very little of her so um, it should be a very um, talented draft, a very deep draft for coming out of the um, the women's side of the NCAA. So I look to see them to to build back and get back that a little bit of that glory that the Liberty once had when the league started. Um, and they are followed by Dallas with the two pick, Atlanta with the three pick, and our Indiana Fever who I do enjoy going to watch games and cannot wait to get back and watch more games, uh, the Indiana Fever. So as we move on here, want to, if you guys, I know this is a basketball show, but I do enjoy a little bit of car racing or racing of any type of sort, I racing or any of those things from time to time, a little bit of a break from the ball bouncing a little bit. So why don't you check out my brother, uh, Tommy Boy, over at Checkers and Wreckers every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where he drives fast, shifts hard, and keeps the rubber on the road. So that gets us back into some of our weekly news, which takes us to the NBA side of all right, and we start with some uh, historic news um, over the past couple of days. Um, if you are any circle of any type of basketball, you've heard this name. Uh, if you're my age, you've obviously seen her play as well. But uh, Becky Hammond, uh, who is an assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs, was the first woman to um, act as head coach in a NBA game. So um, it was early in the first quarter playing against the Lakers. Greg Popovich got two quick fouls. I was watching the game, and um, I was kind of stunned because, for one, I'm like, where's Pop going? Um, he got two quick fouls, two quick technical fouls over something. Now, you see him say something. Probably, probably would have got the first technical foul, but I'm kind of under the impression that Pop was – was not really wanting to coach. It was really giving her another audition of, again, proving her qualification as being able to coach in a a male-dominated league. And two quick foul, technical fouls, and he's out. And, you know, I think he muttered something as he went by as, um, you know, you're up, uh, your shot, or your turn, or something of the sort. So I'm kind of wondering if President Snow uh, had something up his sleeve. You know, I do understand that he's not trying to make history like his thing is. You know, he's not trying to make history. She's already proven that she has um, an adequate and a quality background in coaching. So I wouldn't wouldn't worry 
we're going to see her on somebody's bench sometime relatively soon as our own team. So um, for that. Uh, LeBron James turns 36 years young. And I only mention it because I say he 30, turns 36 years young. Um, I would come from the day when 36 was is a done deal in the league. You know, if you played 36, you was playing on the last couple of years of the contract because you messed up your money or your wife took half of it or something like that. But this guy is playing at still a, are we wondering if he's at the end of his peak or not type of basketball in this 18th season doing what, you know, guys are at, in their you know fourth and fifth years still can't do. So kudos to the King and continue to do with all those things at 36. Uh, a little side note, the, something else he achieved over week, over many achievements. He was the only player in NBA history to score 10-plus points, 1,000 straight regular season games. 1,000 straight games. That's 1,000 straight games. <laughs> 10 points, at least 1,000 straight games. All right. That's enough of LeBron. I'm becoming more of a more of a fan as you know he gets older and he continues to do the things he does on the court. You know, I I started to be become more of a fan of the things he was doing off the court. But to see his dominance on the court, you can't deny it. You gotta you gotta acknowledge it, regardless if I think he is the best or not. Because I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying regardless. Uh, the Knicks, uh, terrible, but they're trendy in a positive direction. And some good draft picks. I think they're doing okay at this point and moving forward. Don't expect anything in the next couple of years is they're moving forward down the line. But in the meantime, they set another NBA low, um, oh, for 23 behind the arc by their five starters. So that means not one of their five starters hit a three-point shot the whole game, the entire game. Well, one of them. I mean, one, not one person, not one person, the entire game. <sighs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, so another positive and negative um, at the same time. The Washington Wizards have started off their season 0-5. Um, they did win a game Friday night, or was it Saturday, Friday, Saturday night? I'm not sure because this is recorded for Sunday morning. So it's Friday night. There you go. Um, they did end up winning a game, so they're 1-5. But they did start off uh, the season 0-5. But Westbrook had... The first four games, all triple doubles. Mm. And it's not like uh, Bradley Beal was playing bad either. It's just that neither one of those guys have any help. I need uh, Go Blue for Mission uh, uh, Mo Wagner to step up and be a help to those guys. But um, it's going to be a long year for Washington, but expect Westbrook to put up a ton of triple doubles this year with a sneaky, 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 sneaky 
sneaky, super sneaky MVP vote. Super sneaky. Like, don't be like, oh, the one said Westbrook was going to win MVP. I said super sneaky like a thousand times. All right, so you had early in the week, you had back-to-back losses for the Nets. A couple bad shooting nights. Uh, But I wouldn't worry about it. Again, their bench is solid. Karis LeVert is handling himself well into his role as the um, uh, very well-paid second leader scorer uh, to help out when you are alternating uh, Durant and KD. But, yeah. Like I said here, not to worry. You would think because the Hawks are coming into town, but I wouldn't say that too fast because the Hawks are sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference as of before games on Saturday. Remember, I am pre-recording. I'm watching games Saturday. I'm not recording live on Sunday morning, so we just have to get over it. (laughs) I still love you. But... Have you seen, if you guys have been watching any of the games, have you seen the matchup of the backcourse between Kyrie and Trey Young? Outstanding. Boy, these are two of some of the best ball handling uh, point guards or players, period, in the league, and two of the best passers as well in the league. So um, I look for both of those guys to lead the league in assists, or are pushed towards the top of the league in assists. But um, I had the Hawks competing, man, for those 7 to 10. But right now, I know it's still earlier in the season, but right now I'd like to think they might they might contend a little, a little higher up. They might, might push for one of those top six uh, to see how it goes. But it's still early in the season. I know they're not playing 80 72. It's still a lot of games to figure things out out uh next up uh the bucks have set a a shooting record which is pretty good um they set a new nba record for most threes made in a game with 29 but that uh the interesting thing to that is um there are shooters on it on that team that are capable of doing it chris middleton is a um a very capable three-point shooter um um forbes is a good shooter uh holiday can shoot them you know what i mean so they do have shooters on there to do that but um what we are still waiting for is Giannis to be at least enough to be respected that that you can get easier drives to the bucket but he had zero out of those 29 made he had zero made three pointers I mean, you don't have to hit the three because there's plenty of players um, in the league that make a, a, a very high volume of mid-range jump shots and score points and be effective. Uh, for one, there's a guy who I'm very a big fan of is DeMar DeRozan. Um, doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he can shoot them. So you just need to be able to show that you can shoot them and it'll help you out, especially when you get to the playoffs, man, when they pack that pack that paint, which if you've come victim to, to the Miami Heat twice in the last uh, two two seasons. All right. Here's the here's the question of the Eastern Conference as of right now. Um, the 76ers are sitting um, at the second spot at the top of the uh, second spot in the East. 
Um, I think they got one loss, five and one. So they might be tied with with Atlanta at the top of the East. Um, you know, they got a good mix. Uh, ben Simmons is assisting the ball, rebounding ball. You know, he's a walking triple-double or walking one one spot off always walking triple-double, meaning that he's always got one number off from having a triple-double. So he rebounds the ball well. He plays good defense. He obviously passes and sees the floor well. He scores the ball, but <clears throat> jump shot is what we're lacking. Some of the additions that they made, uh, a sneaky slide in there with Danny Green, who is not having the pressures uh, that he did in um, L.A. that he was not living up to all the way, which Catavius Pope clearly picked up for him. But he has had to settle into a different role, which all he has to do is shoot. He doesn't have to do anything else. Um, so they're, they got shooters out there. Embiid is showing that he can play. Um at a high level of the whole game. But I say this, you're only playing the magic. The the first five games, six games of your season, you play all teams that are at the bottom or perceived to be at the bottom of the Eastern conference. And you have a loss by one of them um, without Kevin love in Cleveland Cavaliers. So I haven't quite yet jumped on board with, Philadelphia, even though I really would like to see them do well because I am a fan of Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid. I just think he needs to work hard. Work as hard as you do in your Hulu commercials in the game, and I think it be really, really, really good. All right, so um, I know this is, again, a basketball show, but we also do a little bit of football talk and miscellaneous sports. Uh, so once you check out our flagship show every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Wednesday Nights Live, um, hosted by myself, the one, and our good buddy, uh, Dan DeLion. All right, so we'll continue up our, uh, we'll continue up our weekly NBA news. So, um, again, I say it is, yes, it's early in the season, but you have to pay attention, and I told you to pay attention to the Phoenix Suns. Right now, they are alone at the top of the Western Conference, only one with one loss. Everybody else has two losses, and they have played some decent teams. They haven't played the big boys all the way around yet, but they are decent, and we are getting that exact production that we thought we would with the insertion of, of Chris Paul and um, Jay Crowder. Chris Paul, you know, is getting that maximum effort out of Aiton that you want. He's rim running. He's scoring back to the bucket. He's uh, dominating backboards. He's making it very easy for Devin Booker to get open shots, who is a very talented scorer. And Jay Crowder is giving him another another scorer who can play defense and rebound as well. So I don't think they're going to stay up there, but I do think that's a team out west that you're going to have to really, 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 really pay attention to. So um, PG and the Kawhi-less Clippers lose by 51 to Dallas without Persingas. 
Um, it was really bad. It was really, 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 really bad. And no one wants to dwell on it uh, except for Indiana fans who are going to pick at PG for every, every, everything that he does wrong. And I do not blame them, but I don't blame him either. So um, they did look really bad. They set a couple records within that game. They um, uh, largest deficit at halftime and then the 51 point loss. So all those were uh, not good situations for the Clippers, but not as well on it. And they didn't either. They bounced back really good with uh, having two very uh, large win, 20 point wins, um, went against Dallas. It wasn't against a struggling Timberwolves team. Uh, no, uh, a, uh, one against a struggling Timberwolves team and then a very hot backcourt team of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, and speaking of the Portland Trailblazers, who we are not going to talk about, but they are have a pretty um, hot backcourt with, um, as of late with uh, Dame uh, and Trent, Gary Trent Jr., um, shooting it up. I know when they took down the Lakers the other day, uh, Gary Trent, I think he had uh, 28, 29 points in that particular game. So uh, their backcourt is looking looking really good. So that was a good win to come back off of uh, uh, the drumming that the Clippers got. Um, a little bit of lose with the Rockets. Uh, we did get to see Wall and Harden uh, play one game together, and it was a very uh, productive and entertaining game. Um, both of them, uh, quality dribbles with the ball, both of them, you know, played better than I thought they would together. Uh, combined, they had 33 points and 17 assists. So, um, anxious to see the next game. Um, I know the game Saturday night, um, Harding did not play. I think he had a sprained ankle. So, uh, we get to delay that again, but, um, all in all on the court, um, it seems to be doing a little bit of mixing. I like that they have not um, completely left the small ball. They're mixing in more bigs with DeMarcus Cousins. And they got another talented guy who's bouncy around. I can't think of his name at the moment. But um, I really don't think they're going to be a contending team in a in the West. But they could be a team that could make it difficult for teams later on in the season. Um, a little sad news for the Memphis Grizzly. So, well, not sad news as it was a, you know, season issue. But Ja Morant is out three to five weeks for the Grizzlies with a grade two ankle sprain. Um, how does it affect them playoff-wise? Um, I think it's going to, it all depends if it's um, closer to the three weeks or closer to the five weeks. If it's closer to the five weeks, it's going to be. Um, if it's closer to the five weeks, I think it's going to it's going to be a really big issue because they already are going to be fighting in a very very good Western Conference. I really don't think there's a really bad team in the Western Conference, but they're going to be fighting for in that that seven to ten uh, playoff for the uh, the seedings later on and they're going to need every little bit that they can get so if it's closer to the three i think it'll it'll hurt but they should be able to be able to stay relevant but if it's closer to the five i think it could be um almost catastrophic for 
uh, for their uh, playoff push. Alrighty then. So that takes us into well, that's all the news that we have for the NBA. So that takes us into our uh weekly uh from the elbow uh discussion. So that takes us to out with 2020 and in with um 2021. So um 2020 started off, you know, and in basketball all over the world. I'm not gonna go into all the details of it. I'm just gonna do a little real quick uh monologue, so to speak. Uh, to give a little, uh, to, to talk about this, a little bit of the negative and the positive and washing up a little positive vibes for 2021 as it relates to basketball. So 2021 started off with a lot of tragedy. You know, you had David Stern, you had Kobe Bryant, uh, we had the virus, uh, we had the cancellation of uh, the college uh, basketball scene or uh, yeah, the college tournaments, um, conference and big and and um, national championship NCAA tournament. Uh, we had the cancellation of high school tournaments all around the country and our world. But it wasn't the end of it. You know, we got an opportunity to see a lot of things. We got an opportunity to rediscover. We had an opportunity to reconnect. I did like how the NBA and a lot of the colleges, coaches were putting together videos and Zoom, um, um, Zoom texts and things of that nature to, to help develop the youth in their training, to keep them working, to keep them bouncing. Um, I like to, you know, thank a lot of the parents. I mean, you no, I know I'm one of them. I didn't have to go through it because, you know, my son, my youngest son had no parts of wanting to play basketball whatsoever. But you had a lot of parents who, you know, like I am, ain't no bouncing balls in the house. You were letting the kids get get their dribble exercises in and things of that nature. So you bought a you brought a new a new way uh into the world of learning the game, training with the game. Um and then with the game itself, you got to see in the development and even in when the NBA came back to play in the bubble, you got to see the guys who who were all about it, the guys who came back ready, the kids who did the work, who did the driveway shooting, who did the garage passes to themselves off the back of the wall, all of those things. You got to see those when we did get to see a little bit of the AAU play happen. We did get to see the bubble come back. You got to see how dominant the Lakers were um, in winning their 17th championship for the franchise. But you got to see some more exciting play for Dame Lillard, um, who is who lights up from ranges that we all thought were bad shots for consistent shots right now. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of players that we were – Waiting to see. We didn't get to see KD. We didn't get to see Clay Thompson. Um, Steph Curry got hurt. So in result, Golden State looked like trash. But uh, we were waiting for him to come back with Clay Thompson come back. We got Steph back, but Clay goes down again. Um, KD gets moved on to Brooklyn. We're still waiting for him to play. We see him come back, and he's looking pretty good. So that gives Brooklyn hope. Um, Kyrie was hurt. He comes back and 
he's given hope that um, uh, Brooklyn should have a pretty good season. Um, there was a lot of changes, you know, um, other things we got to see in the bubble. Uh, we got to see fabulous young ballers where we know that the game is in a good place with Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jamal Murray, you know, Devin Booker. You know, we got to see some really, really, really good players. You know, we got to see some gritty players. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler and his Miami Heat team. Man, those guys are they they fought it out and they challenged. They beat a very overmatched. I mean, a very who they were very undermatched on paper. Milwaukee Bucks team, and they made it to the finals. And and I mean, you would think that with uh, uh, Bam Adebayo, who is going to be a superstar. You think that with him missing a couple games, Gordon Joggers missing a couple games, if they'd have played the whole season, maybe that series might have went, you know, six or seven games. Who knows? But um, all in all, it was a really good thing. You know, we got to see the NBA draft. We got to see uh, some of these kids who we didn't get to see in the tournament who we would have liked to have seen, like um, Obi Tompin um, or the Kansas teams or some of these kids like uh, Xavier Simpson from Michigan were playing in their last games that we didn't get to see play in the tournament, like uh, on the, with Sabrina Nescu for an Oregon, who who had a fabulous um, year to top off a super fabulous career and didn't get a chance to uh, play her tribute out to Kobe in in the fine in, in the uh, NCAA women's tournament and then turn around get hurt in the WNBA in her first game, so uh, see that play which is going to be trust me she can ball so you're going to really like that so all in all through all that we still got to see some triumphs and we got to see some good things on the basketball court and some good things for us to look forward to in 2021 i know here locally you know uh we've been able to get you know our girls basketball season off uh we got our football season off for high school you know, we have some setbacks. We're having setbacks in the girls' game. We're having a little setbacks in the boys' game, but they're getting it out. Uh, kudos and shots out to uh, my alma mater, Lawrence North High School, uh, Jack Kiefer, the, Drake, the great Jack Kiefer, um, another number one team as we speak, another loaded team. I think they're nationally ranked in the top ten uh, for high school, so uh, good job on that. And then we're getting to see – uh, more basketball. We're going to see the colleges back. Um, yeah, it's a difficult season. It's a strange season. It's a weird season, but we're getting to see the games. Yeah, there are no fans, but we're getting to see the games, um, college and NBA. So the season continues to go as we continue to march 2021. I expect us to get the fans back um, slowly. Don't rush it. You know, let it go. You know, we'll get back. We'll get it in. But enjoy what we have. Enjoy what you have. Uh, don't let the the pains of and the hardships of 2020 filter into your 2021 life, your 2020 regiment, your 2021 workout. Um, let all this stay back here and let 2021 um, guide you into a better year. Um, on the court and off the court. So that is all that I have for today, uh, this week's episode of, um, what is this week's episode? 
the state of basketball. I do that from time to time. Ramble on and you forget things because your mouth get dry, so you need to drink a little bit of that tea. And thank you for our friends, the wife and I, our friends over across the pond for sending us the very tasty Welsh tea. So um, as we move again a little bit more from our family of networks here um, at BW Sports 1, um, first up, we got super kicking it with Steven. Um, his show is all about wrestling. You feel like everything in the squirrel circle. Check this guy out. He's funny. He's awesome. We did a cool promo video where we got into character. So check that out. Um, Saturdays, uh, 12 30 PM Eastern standard time. And then, um, starting this upcoming week, uh, we have quantum inspirations with the Monica P. Clark. Uh, man, she is absolutely amazing. Um, she is going to make sure we keep your mental health as strong as your physical health. All right. And then lining up, which we also have debuting um, this month, we got the combat zone with the lion straight out of the lion's den. He's going to give you everything that's all about combat. There's boxing, there's bare knuckle, that's um mma which is ufc bellator all that kind of stuff so make sure you check that out coming soon here in january of 2021 the combat zone so there you have it that was the state of basketball episode three hosted by myself the one i am going to get into some little basketball myself so i expect to see you guys back here next week to watch this awesome episode um about basketball and i think that should just about do it so um for all of you out there at bw sports one make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms and if you want to do any business sponsorship and you want us to do anything for you make sure you get us at info.bwsports1.com uh, and the website, www.bwsports.com. You know, get it. It's on the bottom. If I said it wrong, shoot me dead. I don't care. The one, I'm out.